so can we like it's I don't know, what is it? it's football time in America. Like, I think it's it's kind of that thing. Like, and we're gonna talk about baseball here for like three minutes. But I kind of feel like August is like that forgotten baseball time. Because unless there's a team who makes a huge run, nobody cares about baseball for this last week of August, first two weeks of September. Yeah, it's football. Because you have college football and the NFL kicks off back-to-back weeks, and that's what everybody has their attention yeah. on. I feel like every time like something like this comes along, I'm like, this is the best weekend in sports. Like We talk about opening day weekend for baseball, best weekends of sports. We talk about March Madness, best weekend in sports. I love the first weekend where college football and the NFL just butt up against well, each other. Well, because you start, what, like uh, college games start, like they have the Tuesday night Mac games. Yeah. And then you might have Wednesday off, but then Thursday, even before you go Thursday night with the NFL, you have Thursday night college, Friday night college, all day Saturday college. All day Sunday. All day Sunday pros, Monday mm-hmm. pro, and then you turn around again. Tuesday, it all starts again. Yeah, and I think that's what, you know, when football butts up with baseball, it's like you never have a night where there's nothing to watch on TV. Like, I feel like right now, like, let's say your baseball team plays an afternoon game. You come home at night, and I I honestly, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, Crystal's (laughs) watching some, like, dance competition, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to watch it because there's nothing on TV. Besides the Little League World Series, which, I mean... I didn't watch a single game of Little League I didn't either, which is, like, the first time ever. I I don't know why. It's always, like, Hawaii and then, like, Japan. Japan, yeah. Or some... South Korea Well, it was funny that the the Little League World Series... Was not on TV. They had the Cubs game. Oh, the the championship game. It was on like yeah. some light yeah. view. Yeah, the Cubs Catholic kicked them channel. off on channel. They probably. Have, I mean, because for the Lily World Series, I feel like nobody's really watching it anymore. Like right. not not around I, here. I yeah. I just feel like probably the viewers are. Well, but you tweeted out so low that it's dudes or it's a field made for nine year olds being played by dudes who look like they're. 30. Yeah, like, no doubt. I mean, 6'2", no 230 is not a 12-year-old. Nope. They, they need to make that field bigger. Like, the base pads and the pitching mound, like... Yeah. Everything just, needs... Like, a kid shouldn't be able to go out there and have... What, he had, like... There was a kid for Hawaii who had, like, 17 strikeouts in, like, the U.S. championship game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to... Go, go 75-55. Yeah. I mean, something. Like, make, it, make it a little bigger. A little yep. more competition. So, we moved to the big boys playing baseball. <laughs> and, and I'm a Sox fan, right? And you had... What you tried to have was a cheap shot at me, like, well, you know, some teams are still playing, and, and that's fine. But I think why, like, I'm so kind of like disenfranchised with this baseball season so far is because I'm not a National League guy. I'm an American League guy, and being real, the American League has kind of seemed over in pretty much every division. I know you can say the NL West, but even with that, whoever wins the NL West is going to get one of the wild cards. So you have the Red Sox, you have the Yankees. Then you have the Cleveland. you have Cleveland, and then you have Houston, and then you have Oakland. There's your playoff situation. I mean, it, it's set Do you for think, me in the American League. Well, I think that Oakland. We just recently talked about um, South Central Prodigy slash Andre and Prodigy Sean Mania just went on the ten day DL. Does that affect Oakland? In their pitching rotation, does that give Seattle any sort of hope of making a last? I mean, we still got a month of baseball left to play. <clears throat> I look at that, though. Seattle's 
five yeah, games five back. out of the wild card. Like, I mean, it's going to take some kind of... That's a whole week. Yeah. I mean, they are a week back with really only four weeks to play because the regular season's done in September this year. Is it September 27th? Yeah, it's that last Sunday. Sunday that yeah. last Sunday in September, everything's done. So you're looking at having to make up five games... In 33, 34 days? Yeah, so it's September 29th. So there's a month and two days left in the season. Five games, it might be a stretch, but, you know, all it takes is two good but weeks. I was about to say, and I mean, like, early in the season, like, Oakland was, what, like, 12 games out of first place or something like that? Moneyball and they, part two. Yeah, they just, like, I think they made up six games, I think, in two weeks or something like that. They just went on an insane run. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's just what it takes, but Didn't I don't, I don't see that. Didn't predict the Orioles to win the division? In that, 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 was that, was last year. that was like last year, like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I, was I was like, just you know what? I was like, they could win a while. Why not? Maybe that was like two years ago. Yeah, they were like, what, 53 games out of first place this year? They are 52 and a half. Yeah, that is uh, not, not good. They that have 37 good. wins. I do want to point out, though, the Sox have the second best record in the American League over the last 10. I'm not saying. It's coming. It's coming. We'll be here before you know it, and then you guys will be mad at me when I make the jokes that, hey, hey, remember when the Cubs used to think they were good? But <sighs> there won't be a time in any near future. We'll <laughs> but um. so let's talk about the Cubbies. Here's what. Here's the thing for me with the Cardinals and the Cubs. Okay, I went through and I wrote down both teams' remaining schedules because if you look at the standings as of right now. Okay, you look at the standings. The Cubs got a four-game lead. And I think if there's any disheartening part about that for the Cardinals, you've played 700 ball over the last week and a half. And you're still four games back. Well, were they five two weeks ago? Yeah, they, I mean, they were, they were within three, I think, when they played like a week or so ago, because so, if the Cardinals would have swept them, they would have had first place. But. And, and then you, you, you go seven and three, and then it's four games. So I went through, and, and here's what I'm worried about for you with the Cubbies, is th- this next three weeks. And it's not so much the teams they play, but the travel that they have to do. Yeah, I know they have 20. Starting when they played the Reds, they have 23 and 23. 23 games in 23 days. So that's a huge stretch. But I know that the Cubs are planning on start doing – they're going to start a six-man rotation. Well, the nice thing is, is five days from now, rosters expand to 40. Right. So that September one-day hits, then all of a sudden you got pitching like you wouldn't believe. But the travel here just – so they're home with for three against them three or four with the Mets. Right. Then they got to fly out east to Philadelphia. Yeah. Then you got to fly back to Milwaukee. And then you got to fly back to D.C. And then you got to fly back to Chicago. I don't care. And then to Arizona and then back to Chicago. And, and like, I, I, mean, I don't care how nice your travel is. Yes. When it's that much. Yeah, but what's really nice for the Cubs is that the last week of the season they are home. The last, yeah, they are. I, I, I'm gonna do this for you. The last week and a half, they're home because the series before the Pirates is the it's on the south side, yeah. right? So let's be saying. real. Not <laughs> only is it going to feel like a home game with the crowd, but because I'm fully expected, if it's close, that stadium is going to be blue, and it's not even going to be close, right? 
Especially this late in the season. Like, if they would have played this in, like, in maybe June, I think there's then it more might be different. White Sox fans. But being go. real, as a Sox fan, I only care now when Kopech pitches, when Giolito pitches, when Rondeau pitches. Everybody else, I mean, Lopez has fallen off. So I look at that as the Cubs. If they can survive this two-week stretch of yeah. the Mets, because they didn't get it nice with the Mets either, because they got to go Syndergaard and then DeGrom. Right. Bang, bang. So it's not like you get the back end of the Mets rotation either. Right. So I look at that, and that is the only thing that worries me about the Cubs is the travel. I still think the Cubs win this division by at least six games. And here's my thing. The, I have to bring this up. The Cubs picked might have completely changed the dynamic of their team with these midseason pickups of Hamill and – Daniel Murphy. Daniel, Daniel Murphy. Murphy. How in the world, if you're any other team, do you let Daniel Murphy fall to the Cubs on waivers? Like you sit back because yeah, doesn't start with the the worst team. Yes, yeah. it goes all the way up. Like gets how, all the way to the Cubs. How did the Cubs? And the, and the thing is, the thing that bothers me too, the Cardinals needed a left-handed bat, and they passed on Daniel Murphy. Right. And instead, got Matt Adams. Like I, St. Louis loves Matt Adams because right. that's where he started, and everybody loves Matt Adams in St. Louis. But, but how could you pass on Daniel? How could everybody I, pass on Daniel Murphy? Can I throw this out? He is kind of old and has a fairly large contract. But but he's one of the best contact hitters in baseball. And I saw something of this, the PR side huh. of Daniel Murphy. Yeah, I know. With, with his yeah. homophobic yeah. stuff and all that. I'm not saying that that's a reason, but one thing that the Cubs have definitely done over the last three years is their priority is not to be seen as good guys. It's to win games. Right. Now, you counteract that with all the work that Rizzo does for you know uh, pediatric cancer charities, right. all the work that Madden well, does and there. And here's the other big thing, though. Laura Ricketts is actually a openly gay owner for the Chicago Cubs. She had an in-depth conversation with Daniel Murphy bef- with – and it was with Billy Bean, who was actually really good friends with Daniel Murphy. And they had a conversation, and they said, Billy told Mrs. Ricketts and said, listen, I'm telling you, he made a mistake. He owned up to his mistake. He doesn't truly feel this way. And I'm telling you right now, he'd be the first to tell you that he didn't mean the, what he said to come off in the way it did. And I think that that made a huge impact in the Cubs saying, okay, you know, I'm – and so thanks, Billy Bean – <laughs> for helping out the Cubs because I think Daniel Murphy and Hamels being on the team has totally changed the momentum in the Cubs' favor because their pitching was horrible. All of a sudden now, Hendricks is being Hendricks again. All of a sudden, Hamels is go- going to the mound and getting the job done. Lester is, you know, he's been hit or miss. He had two really bad starts, and now, but then he went on the road, had two really good starts. Quintana's hit or miss, you know, so it's... I, I don't know. You know, I think that the, the, the Cubs pitching is on the up and up. So now it's only a matter of time of do they have what it takes to finish the year off? And thank goodness I don't have to watch Tyler Chapwood anymore. Well, and what the Cubs did well is that between Hamels and Murphy, they got two guys who are historically good at Wrigley Field. Right. There are two guys who have always had good games at Wrigley. Yeah. Hamels threw a no-hitter at Wrigley. What was it, last year? year before? 2015. Just a couple years ago. And... 
that's one thing that they've done so well. And they also got guys who are veterans who've been to the postseason right. and they know what it's like. So, I mean, really, almost everybody on that roster knows what it's like to play in big games. And right. that Wrigley Field thing is so huge because you're looking right now, the Cubs have home field throughout the National League playoffs. Right. Which is insane because you look, the Cubs are 23 games over 500, and that's fine. They wouldn't, they would have the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh best record in the in the American League. Right. The American League is definitely the stronger league. And, and I think, like, you look at that and, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you look at the Cardinals, who I, I don't, I don't really think you can ever count the Cardinals out strictly on the grounds of the fact that those last three or four games at Wrigley could be for the division. Yeah, well, and especially because the Cardinals have, I'm pretty sure, this is what I heard the other day, that I think the Cardinals are tied for the most home games that they have, like, in September. They only, they play at D.C., at Detroit, at Atlanta, and then at Chicago. Well, and that travel? is so, it's, nothing's really that far. D.C. is the furthest. the furthest. Well, DC maybe Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta might be, but within, I mean, on a flight, it's half right. hour, maybe. right. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to – I think it would be you – know, I wouldn't say this. It wouldn't be fun. But I think it would be <laughs> – if you're, if you're a fan of baseball and not a fan of the Cubs or the Cardinals. It would be fun for it to come down to the last week. That last week series. Of the, yeah, that the last, last series. You know, and I would it'd probably make my stomach churn because – but I think that the Cubs wouldn't be in the position where they had to to get in. I think if the Cubs were happened, you know, to lose out and they, they would be in the wild card – but I would rather them have home field. So. so I think if we look at the American League, I think pretty much everyone's picking Boston to win the East. Yep. Cleveland in the Central. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Houston in the West. Uh, I'm going with Oakland. I got. I, go I mean, you, you got to go with yeah. Oakland. Yeah. Who are you taking? Well, I would love to see Oakland up, you know, up in the heat, uh, Astros. But I'm going to have to say the Astros. I think Verlander's pitching well right now. I think that. Things are going to start going, and you know Houston's starting to get healthy again. Altuve's back, mm-hmm. so I, I mean this this the A's are playing the Astros this year. They just yeah they're playing right now actually, and this is a huge series. I think maybe after these few games you can decide right there, right. And there a little bit better whether, idea. yeah whether who's right. gonna now, win the division. But that opens up the wild card then because I think you're kind of seeing a separation in the wild card teams right now. It's New York and Oakland, and then Seattle's going to have to make a major move some point unless Oakland gets swept right that's right started I mean. this week so i See. still think for right now i'm going to take the yankees and oakland as my wild card yeah. which Dude, again oh man how many demons can that o- open up for oakland fans right but i mean i think that the american league is a lot easier to kind of point out because let's be real is anybody going to bet against <coughs> boston no, no. They're ninety and forty-three. It is in unbelievable. Yeah, ninety and forty-three, and they've lost three straight too. I mean, like, <laughs> right? They, like, and you yeah. still have ninety-one. Darn. Right yeah. You know, and you look. At, I understand that you have Baltimore, who's terrible. I mean, one of the worst teams in baseball history. Yes. But you have three teams in the American League East who already have seventy wins. Yep. The same thing in the West. Like, the talent that is playing in the American League right now... I'm genuinely is, excited for this postseason. It's, like, the postseason's yeah. going to be great. Especially yeah. the American League side. It's going to be... Yeah, it'll be intense. Because I really, truly believe you could very easily have 
three NL Central teams. Yeah. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. But the Brewers won't. If the Brewers win the wild card and play in a series, they're not going to win a series because they're pitching. They're starting pitching. Terrible. It's some of the worst I've ever seen from a potential playoff team. And, right. and I think if you look, you know, they, they have struggled. Even when they're winning games, they're, they're not looking good doing it. And they're never low score. I mean, they have probably one of the best lineups in baseball. Well, and, and you, but see, and this is what I mean. You look at the wild card in the National League. There's like five There's teams. There's one, there. two, three, four, five teams separated by two and a half games. I'm saying that, you know, the National League may not be the greatest of the two leagues this year, but, but it's, it's going to be the best yeah. to watch in September because mm-hmm. of the close division races, the close wild card races. And, I mean, you look – actually, let's see. one, Yeah, one, two, three, four, five teams, including the Dodgers. I mean – if you told me at the beginning of the year that the playoffs would not include the Dodgers after, and especially after they got Machado, mm-hmm. if the Dodgers don't make the playoffs, it just totally blows my mind. And I know that, you know, they had some health issues with Kershaw and stuff, but still, if the Dodgers don't make the playoffs and you have Atlanta, Cubs, Arizona, St. Louis, and Milwaukee, you look at that, who's like, what TV is like, oh, we get to go to Arizona and see the, you know, Brewers, Diamondbacks. It's like, nobody's excited good. for that. But, like, one thing that I am looking forward to about this postseason, maybe, like, kind of putting a wrap on this, is that it's going to include, in the NL, like, five, four or five of these teams are teams that have not made the playoffs very much in the past ten years. Right. Atlanta, Arizona, even St. Louis hasn't made it. Last year, they were 500 at the All-Star break. Milwaukee, too. They haven't been good since 2011, 12-ish. Yeah. Colorado, who's been an average team but never really gotten over that hump. And Philadelphia. Yep. It's, that, it, the NL be... has a lot of upside with its young players. Yep, there. I agree. So I think that puts a nice little bow. Once we get more towards the middle of September, yep. we can sit down and do some more formative picks. Uh, but it moves us into probably my second favorite sport to talk about. And that's college football. Being, <coughs> and, I, and I always tell people this, I'm a Kentucky basketball fan. So to get the spoils of being a Kentucky basketball fan, I feel like I have to endure being a Kentucky football fan. <laughs> so... I'm going to come into this and let everybody know I have a heavy SEC bias. A very heavy SEC bias. I just and I'm there with you, too. I mean, and, like, yeah. I just want to throw that out there that I have a very strong SEC bias. I have a huge independence bias. <laughs> so big. But I, I will say this. The SEC has done every single thing to back up all of the accolades, all of the hype, all of the massive TV contracts, the TV network, the SEC has backed it up. And I think that's a storyline coming in for the whole year is who will be the conference? Can anyone be the conference to step up and actually challenge the SEC top to bottom? 
I don't do. I think the Big Ten's gonna be tough this year. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan. There's five teams in the Big Ten right there that are already ranked in the AP top fifteen. Wisconsin's four, Ohio State's five, Penn State's ten, Michigan State's eleven, and Michigan's fourteen. That is huge for the Big Ten. Now, I know that the Big Ten does the split standings. So if you look at the Big Ten standings itself, when they split it, all four four of the top 25, four of them, of the top 15, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, are in the same division. And then Wisconsin's in a division with Purdue, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois goo. <laughs> so if Wisconsin doesn't win the West, they should just cry themselves to sleep. Yeah. So and I think the Big Ten's going to compete. You bring up a real interesting point because you have three of the top ten from the SEC, three of the AP top ten from the SEC. You have – was it – one from the ACC, one from the Pac-12, one from the Big 12. So essentially what they're saying is it's the Big 10, the SEC, and then kind of everybody else. Yeah. I guess you have two two from the ACC so that's, with Clemson and Miami. But the problem with that is Clemson and Miami are in the same division. Yep. So they can't even play each other for their – Conference championship. All right, change that. No, they're not. Miami's in the Coastal, and Clemson's in the Atlantic. So you could basically say if all works out, you're going to have a Miami-Clemson conference championship. That would be phenomenal because – That'd be great. Yeah, I think that would be fun. And it's – but then you look at the Big Ten, it's the same thing, though. It's like you got four top 15s, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State – Playing Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. And if it's not Wisconsin, then something's wrong. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw this out there. Okay? I think Purdue can genuinely surprise some people this year. Well, I agree. No doubt. Because if you look at Purdue, they beat some good teams last year. Right. And they competed in most of their games. And if you look, okay, they get Wisconsin at home. Which will be – I mean, that's – That'll be – That it. is huge. They get – That actually makes it a legitimate Iowa. game. If it was at Wisconsin, Wisconsin right. would win that no matter They what. get Iowa at home. They get Ohio State at home. Yeah, the only top 15 team as of right now that they would have to go on the road and play is Michigan State. I mean, you look at Purdue's schedule – they have a chance if they win. Imagine if they won at home against Ohio State, on the road against Michigan State, and at home against Wisconsin. Can you imagine? I mean, well, let, let's look at it this way, okay? So, Purdue's first five games home against Northwestern, home against Eastern Michigan, home against Missouri, Boston College, on the road at Nebraska, on the road at Illinois. I think a reasonable goal for Purdue. Five and one in the first six. Yeah, I mean, especially against like Nebraska, they just announced the other day that they have a true freshman at starting quarterback, which they've never opened up a season with a true freshman at starting quarterback, and another scholarship quarterback for Nebraska 
just dropped out of school for like no reason. Like yeah. today, they just announced it. They have one scholarship quarterback on their roster. Yeah, that, that should be a win. That would give you a five and one Purdue team hosting Ohio State. Oh, I've seen Ross Aid at its peak. That place will be would hopping. be nuts. Yeah. And it's something that Purdue has not seen in so long. And I think Jeff Brom has truly turned that program around. Well, he's done it everywhere he's been. Yep. I mean, at Western Kentucky, he did it. Yep. He went – I went to Western Kentucky for a year, home of one of the longest losing streaks in college football <laughs> history. And between Willie Taggart and Bobby Petrino and then Jeff Brom, they turned it into a Conference USA championship team. So I, you could see Purdue being five and one going against Ohio State. All of a sudden, now now you're six and one if you beat Ohio State and you're rolling. Then you'll probably lose at Michigan State. You're six and two, but then let's say you beat Iowa, you beat Minnesota. Now all of a sudden you're eight and two hosting Wisconsin, who could have lost to a loss somewhere in there, playing for a Big Ten championship at, at Ross A. On senior day. That would be Purdue fun. could legitimately win the Big Ten West. That would be fun. It truly would. You know. And and everyone who I've told that, they're like, you are absolutely insane. Look at me and tell me that I'm really truly that insane. Because the Big Ten West is not good. Illinois is one of the worst. Power six football teams. Now watch Purdue will turn around and get beat by Illinois. Right. <laughs> now that we're saying all this, you know, I'm I'm going to the game Thursday. Peyton's probably going to the game Thursday. They're going to turn around and get beat by thirty by Northwest, <laughs> and then we're just going to come back. Yeah, okay. So we're we're just morons. But I I think we kind of knew that. <laughs> but I think if you look at the Big Ten, until somebody takes it away from Ohio State, it's kind of like what used to happen with the Bulls. And what happened in the Eastern Conference with LeBron before he left? Until you take it away from them, they're going to get the nod every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even with everything that's going on with uh, Urban Meyer, I think that that doesn't really. I don't think that matters at all. No, because he got suspended for what three games? Was it? I think it was two. three games. Was it two or three? It was two or three, something like two that. or three games. Let's be real, okay? Oregon State. Joke Rutgers, Rutgers, Game. bigger joke. Now the oh it's the three, TCU three games, three games is what right. He so TCU now, is the only but one. he gets to go back with the team. I think like the third September third, he gets to be back with the team. He just can't coach for those first two. I I get that that TCU game is going to be an insane atmosphere. I, Ohio State's going to beat him by double digits. Yeah. So then all of a sudden. You look, his second game back is going to be at Penn State. That will be amazing atmosphere. So I think I, for the West or for the East, I get that there's a whole bunch of ranked teams in there. They got to beat Ohio State. until right. And until that happens, I think Ohio State's your Big Ten champ. Yeah. Both in the, in the East as well as the well, conference champ. It's not going to be Michigan because they're going to start the season off 0-1. So... Wait, who who do they play? The University of Notre Dame. Oh, the Fighting Independents. Yes, nice. go Irish. So let's jump to the Big Twelve. Kind of go a little bit alphabetical order. Okay. I, it, the Big Twelve's always kind of fascinated me 
Because besides Oklahoma, I mean, Texas, when they had Vince Young and they had the, what was it, fourth and five for the championship or whatever, mm-hmm. no one plays defense in this league. These are the games that are on it, like Saturday, that start at like 8.15. And then there's supposed to be another game that starts at 11.15, but you miss the entire first quarter because the pack or the late Big 12 game is like 57 oh, to yeah. 60. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. And I think like this is another one of those. I mean, you have four teams ranked in the preseason top 25, but is anyone picking against Oklahoma? Uh, West Virginia is the only team that could give them – a decent run for their money. But it, besides that, I I don't see anybody besides Oklahoma. And, and it's kind of the same deal that we said with Purdue. It's who you play where, okay? So some of the biggest challenge probably, okay? Baylor has been good, okay? But Baylor has to go to Oklahoma. Baylor's probably not going to be good this and year. After, not, after everything that's happened at Baylor in the last – how what, can you? Four years or something yeah, like it's that? it's insane. Like, nobody wants to go play there. No, they, no. They, they're going to be a bottom dweller probably this year. Then you have your Red River shootout with Oklahoma and Texas. That's always a neutral site game. So that's a toss-up. Then they got to go to TCU. Okay, so we're, we're looking already towards the end of October, okay, at TCU. That game right there will be for the Big 12 Championship. I still think Oklahoma's going to win it. I do, I, agree, I do I as well. Yeah. I don't think there's too much competition there. Which you know, we got to go back to the ACC because we didn't pick we, did, we didn't, we, we didn't pick really, winners yeah. for the ACC and um, Clemson. Clemson like that. <laughs> that is, yeah, uh, and I think it's Clemson and it's Miami. Yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> I am a Kentucky fan again. I have to say that. Did you all see Bobby Petrino say that they're going to go and beat Alabama on the opening weekend? Bobby yeah. Petrino went in a press conference and said, we're going to go down and we're going to beat Alabama. If there's one thing you don't do, they're in Alabama week. You don't say, we're going to beat we're gonna beat Alabama. Yeah, there's if yeah, that's not going to happen. You, you, because <laughs> if you give Nick Saban bulletin board material, it's over. It, you're done. He already has the best players. He already has the best coaches. You don't need to give him anything else to get, more, you know, any more. Is he, like, legendary status yet? I mean, can we put him I up there so. with the Bear Bryants? With I think he's a top. <laughs> and he has to be in the top, he's, like, three. Of, yeah, he's a top. He's on the... Um, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore college, college coaches. coaches and I sure. think if you get one more championship, it's you're, it's done. Yeah. He's So I think with the ACC, you have Clemson and then kind of everybody else. Yeah, I'm taking Clemson. The only thing that worries me about Clemson is their offense. They lost a lot of offensive weapons, but their defense, man, three out of their four starting defensive linemen from last year. Weren't they supposed back. to go to the NFL? They were. Back? And then they all decided, actually, we're going to come back to school. And, be the number two ranked team in the game. Yeah, it's just, you know, I so it. So it's Clem, It's a clear Clemson. It's Clemson's conference to lose. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think that's very clear. So that brings us to the Pac-12. Well, and did again, we pick Big Ten? You said, you said Ohio State. I said Ohio State. Well, I'm saying that uh, Wisconsin's going to win the Big Ten. I'll go Michigan. 
Oops. So we, we got all it's different be, ones. But it's, we got all It's going to be hard for Michigan. Now, do you know Michigan's top wide receiver just as recently went out for the season? I just saw this on ESPN, and it's only because yeah, I, I, get no, some, yeah. I, only get, I get Notre Dame updates. But it's uh, Michigan's black is out several weeks with a foot fracture. So that's um, the quarterback's top wide receiver, Tariq Black, will miss several weeks because of a right I mean, but when you think fracture. of several weeks, okay, Notre Dame, but then – yeah, but oh, he's not going to miss any conference games. Yeah, probably. and I There's think a, that's what's important because yeah. you know if you're Michigan, you can start zero and two. They ain't going to start zero. Yeah, you're not going to start zero and two. They play Western Michigan the second yeah. week. Of you season. can start zero and one, and nobody's going to really knock you for it. Yeah, so really, if he's back before October thirteenth against Wisconsin, then, then he's yeah, then they're 30. in decent shape. So wasn't it the Big Ten championship game last year where like the field got torn? And like the guy was stitching, the and the guy I think, was. Were we watching that together? We might have we been were, together. Yeah. Um, so I got Ohio State. Who'd you take? You Wisconsin. Wisconsin I and you Michigan. took Michigan. Michigan so, so, so we're all from the same com- same division. So <laughs> someone's got this. no. No, no, no you're I'm not. not. I'm good, bro. So you're. I mean, I think you got a pretty safe bet there. So now the Pac-12, and this is one of those like. You have to really like college football if to stay up. up for the Pac-12 games that don't kick off until 10 o'clock. Right. So I, mine comes down to two, and they're in the same division. They're in the North Division. Can I guess? I, yeah. yeah I think Stanford, I Washington. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I for, mean, for Notre Dame's sake, I hope it's Stanford, Washington coming down because – to help Notre, like Notre Dame's that RPI would just right skyrocket. But I, I'm picking Stanford to win the Pac-12. I'm going Washington. I'm going Washington too. Yeah, definitely. And then I think they're if if they beat Stanford, they're gonna go undefeated because there's nobody else that's really that good in the unless USC in the gets imagined. No, I mean, but then you have Oregon and like. Oregon was that real sexy pick, like right when we graduated high school. Yeah. Like Oregon Everybody was that team. Loved Everybody loved Oregon. They had, I mean, can we call it gimmick stuff almost with the different uniforms every single week? Mm-hmm. Well, that, was, that was the Chip they Kelly. Yeah, yep. yeah, and now they're they just lost their head coach to Da Bears. Right, he's now the yeah. offensive so, coordinator in Chicago yeah. now. So I, I think you we're pretty much on board that it's going to either be Stanford or Washington. Yeah, coming out basically whoever wins the North wins yeah, the Pac-12. Yes. I agree with that. And that brings us to the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> no, that brings us mm. to the football. For those of you who don't understand, SEC football, like that, everyone kind of makes fun of them because they're like. They have that ad that says it just means more. People who live in the northern half of the United States do not understand what that means. It is legitimately life and death for these people. There's no doubt. And it's like, I, I you know, I hate to say it because I, I hate the SEC when it comes to football. I despise the SEC. I hate the SEC. But it's because they're so stinking good every year. And I will say, there's nothing better than, you know, 
mowing the lawn and getting work done on a Saturday and coming in at about 2.30 and turning on CBS game. Yep. When it's your Auburn and your Alabama at their finest or your Georgia and Tennessee or, you know, you get those huge SEC matchups on a on a Saturday afternoon and you're you're hooked. I don't care if you're a Big 10 fan, I don't care if you're a Big Pac-12 fan, you sit down, you turn on CBS and you used to listen to Vern Lundquist's beautiful voice call the game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing better. And I think you hit it right on the head. If you look at the last 15 national champions and you take away Ohio State in Clemson it's all SEC Mm -hmm. and people get upset about that but I, I have a hard time again I'm incredibly biased towards this look at the SEC West if you were to put any other power six team Throw them in the SEC. That's why I firmly believe. Because if you look, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Probably the worst team out of that, probably going to be Arkansas. Between Arkansas and Ole Miss. If you put Arkansas or Ole Miss in the Big Ten West, they're the second best team in that division. Yeah. And they're competing against Wisconsin. To go play for a conference championship. But you look at the SEC West, they will be lucky to win two games. So, the way I look at this conference, it seems to me that it's going to be Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship game. Unbearing that uh, who, where does Alabama play Auburn this year? I feel like that makes the world of difference where they play. It is, uh, it that's, is, oh, it's that's at Alabama. In Alabama, so, the last game of the season. Too. Yeah, and, and if you look... Okay. Oh, I hate Alabama them. again. Okay, so they have the kickoff thing that they're doing. Uh, was that Saturday night? I think that's in Jerry World, or maybe it's in Florida. One of the two. Then they got to go to Ole Miss, well, then Texas A and M at home. But then they got to go to LSU. That's an interesting. Game. I mean, just the thing that stands out to me right now: the top twenty-five. Alabama does not play a top 25 team until they play at LSU November 3rd. Um, you got to watch out for the Sil- Citadel the Bulldogs. Citadel. <laughs> like, that, what a joke, Alabama. I, right, it's it's so the second-to-last game of the season. A lot of teams do that. I mean, it's just they I mean, put a, they put a bogus so team. Mad. Schedule somebody in the top 25. Okay, but if you look, though, like Ohio State, you get to play Rutgers as a conference game. I agree, but I'm just saying. And then Ohio State plays Tulane. Hey, Every team has their right. Their, the the their difference cupcakes. is the difference is where they put them in the schedule. Yeah, I agree. And I just don't like I'm, it at the end of the season. I, I think after like week six or it's, after week it's four conference even, season. Yeah, like you should. But it's so smart. <laughs> it is because you can get guys healthy. For the stretch run. Because leading up to that, you're at Tennessee, at LSU, home to Mississippi State. Give me a tougher three games in college football back-to-back-to-back. Definitely not the Citadel Bowl. Maybe Citadel has tougher three games. Let's check. <laughs> so, Citadel I, might I, have I don't some, know. Uh... But you need a little break in there because at least for Big Ten teams, like who play Rutgers 
At least you know, wow, we get to go play Rutgers. <laughs> we could play our walk-ons. I feel horrible for the Citadel. I Can don't. I just say that right now. What, why do you feel bad? They have to play the top two teams in the country this year. Do you realize oh my, how much oh money gosh. they have to Dude, play Alabama okay, stop, and Clemson? Stop. They know they're going to get drilled. I know. It pays for everything that they need to pay Everything. For. I know. Those players are going to get treated like kings. They're going to get paid $1.7 million to go play there. Still a joke. I, okay. Alabama might score 100. <laughs> like, Poor Citadel. I could go play for Citadel. What am I doing on no. that day? <laughs> but here's my question. Would you rather them play a non-conference game against the Citadel? Yeah. Or have Rutgers be in your conference? Yeah, I agree. But let's I mean, that's the thing you have to look at. Like, if you're the Big Ten, like, Rutgers is in your conference. Oh, I lied. The Citadel played Clemson last year. Last year. Uh, so so they, this okay. year they get to play Alabama. It's like no, you lost against right, Clemson. But this is coming Alabama. from a Notre Dame fan who the last time that they made the national championship game, they made it on the backs of beating the service academies in Boston College. Listen, we got the job done. Okay, and then you went and you got jobbed by 30 by Alabama. It's because we thought Manti Teo had a girlfriend. Okay, so that's <laughs> wow. fine. Right, but Alabama players actually have girlfriends. Okay, but here, think about this though. Notre Dame's schedule this year. They play Michigan. They play Stanford. They play Virginia Tech. They play Florida State. They play SEC or USC. There's one, two, three, four, five top 20 games that they're playing this year. They're playing Vandy, SEC school, probably the bottom of the ladder. They're playing Ball So Hard U. They're playing Northwestern. They're playing Syracuse, which that Syracuse game on my wedding day. They're playing at the at Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, and they're wearing the pinch. Now I, I will say they've gotten better about their scheduling. Yeah, this they, they really th- this year is a hard schedule. Yeah, and th- I, th- this is hard. Yeah, but I, I don't. I mean, I still think we we are so far off topic. I yeah. think it's Alabama and then everyone else in the SEC. Yeah. I get that Georgia can be good. Okay, but. I mean, Alabama, imagine this. You can either have a quarterback who got you all the way to a championship game or quarterback a quarterback that- who won you the championship game. Or you could have both. I'm taking Georgia to win the SEC. And If you're right, it's, it'll be I, awesome. But this is, this, it. Well, this is why. I'm, I just think that Georgia has a easier path to the conference championship game than Alabama does. Yes, they play in the easier. They play in the easier side of, and listen to the last, if Georgia beats, they play Auburn in their last three, it's at home. They play UMass, they play Georgia, their last four, they play Georgia, or they play Kentucky, no offense, Josh. They play at home against Auburn, at home against UMass, and versus Georgia Tech. (laughs) Georgia plays LSU and Auburn in the top 25. That's it. They have the easiest road to the SEC championship game, and you can't tell me if you make it to the SEC championship game and you it becomes beat Bama and you go to the playoffs. I'm taking Georgia. I'm going to throw this out, and I'm going to sound insane. Watch out for that game. 
against Kentucky. Oh, jeez. No, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Until the fourth quarter last year, it was a one-score game with Georgia and Kentucky. Yeah. Okay? It, and that was in Athens. Yeah, this is... And this Kentucky team has gotten better. Now, it's Kentucky football, okay? For those of you who don't know what that means, um, we can have a lead, and then we try to play with 10 players and leave a wide receiver wide open to score a touchdown that could have broken a 31-year losing streak. I'm not bitter. It's just simply what Kentucky football does. But... Everyone that sounds wants. bitter to me, but... <laughs> it's not bitter because like, it's almost to the point where like I don't get upset about it anymore. It's just like Kentucky football. Right. You know, unlike if the basketball team were to choke, like the 38-1 and year where we lost to that garbage Wisconsin team in the national semifinal, I still have nightmares about Frank the Tank Kaminsky Get the job and done. Sam whatever his name is, Sam who's now like flipping burgers somewhere. Okay. I still have nightmares about them. Nightmares. But Kentucky football, every once in a while, like when we beat LSU in 2007, crazy things happen. This could be a crazy year. Kentucky could knock off Jordan. I'm just saying. But you're picking Bama. But I'm picking Bama to roll everybody. I think I'm picking Georgia. Georgia has four away games this year. Isn't that ridiculous? Four away games (laughs) and eight home games. Hey. Hey, the, person. in their away games, South Carolina, Mizzou, LSU, which will be hard because it's that'll be their only hard. hard game in their entire schedule. And then at Kentucky, which Kentucky, it, it'll be popping that game. But if Kentucky's good, if, if Kentucky if not, can be like it's Georgia, like I mean, can Georgia be somewhere between in. like five and one, four and two going into that, Commonwealth will be lit. Sorry, Kroger Field, that dumbest Stupid. game. It should be Commonwealth. It so. should be, but still. I'm picking Georgia because they only got four pro teams. I'm about to throw everyone for a curveball when we do this. <coughs> College football playoff picks. You got to pick four right now. Who are they? Georgia. Wisconsin. Clemson. Washington. No Bama. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm tired of Bama. I'm tired of them too. I don't want give them, me Georgia, Wisconsin, Clemson, and Washington. Uh, but yeah, give me Washington, and then I'm picking Clemson to win it all. I'm going Washington, Bama, Georgia, Clemson. So you're saying it doesn't so matter no, who wins the SEC championship, both teams are making it. I think it both play. teams. I, I think, God, I hate the SEC. I, Go. Before <laughs> we get any further, I hate the SEC. Go. Alabama. Georgia. Clemson. Ohio State. Georgia is my national champion. Thank God. Anyone but Because he, here's what I know, okay? Here's what I know, okay? It's hard to beat a team twice. Especially within three weeks where you go – or it's about a month where you would go SEC championship, national championship. It's really hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, yeah. especially and in football. Especially, especially college football in that too. because there's yeah. such an edge. Because those are going to be two of the biggest games of the season. So yeah. I like think you get a rematch. all of football. I think you get a Georgia-Alabama national championship. Yep. That would – so where is where's where's it at? 
this year? Jerry World, maybe? I, I can't remember. Or maybe Atlanta. It might be Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta. Can you imagine Georgia playing the national championship game in Atlanta? My goodness. That would be crazy. So let's go to the big boys. Whoop, whoop. Due to get paid officially. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to go rapid fire. We're still, you know, a week and a half away from NFL kickoff here. So let's just go rapid fire. Uh, let's start in the AFC. You're a Colts fan, I know, but like, oh, we're gonna be probably one of the worst teams. Like, it's gonna be bad. Is anyone not picking the Patriots to come out of the AFC this year? I am not picking the Patriots. Wow, I don't want. I hate. The right, Patriots. I don't like. I I refuse. Like, I just like it I goes back to it. like I don't as want. As long Alabama. as Tom Brady's throwing to Gronkowski this year for my fantasy team's sake, <laughs> and they get to the AFC Championship game and lose, I don't care. Because I, I think that's as what's long as it's happen. not fantasy football season. Bingo. I feel the same way about the Patriots that I do about Alabama. Like I'm not saying I want them to win. I would laugh if they lost every single game they played. But it's Tom Brady and it's Bill Belichick. And until somebody proves to me that they can consistently beat the Patriots, yeah. I'm, I'm taking New England definitely to win the division. Oh yeah. The only There's... thing. Oh yeah, they're winning their division. But this is the only thing about the Patriots. It's like. Is this it? Is this the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Rob Gronkowski, swan song season? Is this it? If it's it, then I'm picking him to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But if it's not it, I Could feel Could you like- imagine how – I mean the NFL would flip over on its head if Brady, Belichick, and Gronk all Retire. left. All, and, all which retired. it's very possible. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the Patriots go from one of the best teams in the NFL to right. one of – the bottom dwellers. Right. I look at this, though. The Patriots just lost the Super Bowl. Indubitably. You <laughs> just gave the Empire... You just blew up the Death Star. Uh, yeah. Okay? What people forget is that didn't go so well for Luke in the second movie. <laughs> okay? I feel like this could be kind of like the second movie here. This is Revenge of the Sith. Th- this right? is, <laughs> I mean, th- this is, this is, I, I feel like Brady could be out. I mean, uh, he was on a, they had a segment with a Wingo and Golic this morning that he was on a talk show in the Boston area and they asked him a question and he didn't want to answer it and he just hung, hung up and walked off. Well, it was off. about that guy, his, his trainer, trainer or whatever. Being back on the sidelines now with the team. If you're going to tell me that Tom Brady's going to play with an edge, oh, uh, he's, he's, forget he's, it. He's, he's out to get everybody. Forget like, it. He, like, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, they're going to roll in the East. Yes. There's not, I, like, the East is so bad. It's like, terrible. It, it is one of the – that along with the AFC South minus Jacksonville is one of the worst divisions. The AFC South has been one of the worst divisions for about uh, ten, years. 10 years now. But here's the like, thing though. I feel like the AFC South is going to be a lot better now with the Texans and DeAndre Hopkins. They got Deshaun Watson. Watch out for the, the Texans. They're going to be – Tough. And I got to throw a shout out to my mother, right? The tight, the Titans could. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry and and Marcus Mariota. If Mariota stays healthy, if Mariota doesn't stay healthy, they have absolutely no shot. But in the North, I think it's interesting because you have Baltimore who just ran off a four and zero preseason, but that's the preseason. 
But I still look like Cincinnati. I can't have any confidence in Cincinnati Andy because Dalton. it's Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, like how many more times can Roethlisberger get hit before he falls apart? Well, did you see how much – like he's not big bet anymore. No, he's, he's not. medium bet. So how many hits – because one thing that people need to understand is when you're bigger, you, you can take more. Right. So how much can he actually take? Which is why I think Baltimore wins this division. Oh, no way. Steelers no. are my Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I, wow. I still think the Steelers. Like, and this wow. is the reason why. I, I think, think the Ravens could be under 500 still. Yeah. Like, I, and, I, and I like um, I like the combination between Ben, Bell. Because I think Bell is going to have a monster year this year because he's got – He's under the franchise tag again. Mm-hmm. He's so ticked off about being under the franchise tag. You got Antonio Brown. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, that is a stacked offensive side of the football. I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers are the team to beat in the AFC North, and I think that they're going to give the Patriots a run for their money in the AFC period. Definitely not the Browns, but the Browns will be better. No <laughs> doubt. The Browns will be better. Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback in week four. And the only reason that I'm picking Baltimore right now is what Flacco has done. Obviously, it's the preseason, so you're only getting one or two drives a game from your starters. But I look at the one thing that I'm going to is when they played the Rams, who are pretty much everyone's pick to come out of the NFC West. And the one drive that he had, he was five for seven, 71 yards, and a touchdown. I'm, I'm just if, gonna, if I know that's not the Joe Flacco we're going to see the whole right. year. But if Flacco can be even, instead of a 70% completion guy, a 60% completion guy, then I think that's a game changer. I'm going to throw this at you. Lamar Jackson's going to be the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens week six. Wow. And this I, is, I, he's, he's had a good – He's had a really good a great season. Yeah, like, and I think Do that, they go dual threat? Do they possibly no. look – at a Wildcats, you don't think so? I think Flacco is going to have injury issues, and if okay. he, even if he doesn't have injury issues, if the if the Ravens start their season, their first uh, three games of the season are Bills, Bengals, Broncos. You lose those three games somehow, which they could. If they lose those three games, Ravens, Steelers, Lamar Jackson, Sunday, Sunday night, night football. Lamar Jackson starting. I'm so I said week. What did I say? Week six. I think it's week four against the Steelers. Lamar Jackson will get the start for the Baltimore. Ravens. So I'm going Baltimore. You're going Pittsburgh. Yep. And you're going Pittsburgh. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going. Yes, definitely. So then that takes us to the AFC South. I I'm taking Jacksonville. They had the biggest upside last year. Right. And I think that if they continue to grow on that. You saw actually people showing up to Jaguar games, which they hadn't right. ever since, like, really. Was it Mark Brunel Mark Brunel, days? I think, yeah. Okay. So I think this – I think it's Jacksonville division. I get with Hopkins and Houston that things could get interesting there. But I still think it's Jacksonville's division. I'm picking Houston. I'm picking Houston, too. Yeah. And this is – I just really, really like that Hopkins and Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. combination – and I just and then JJ Watt on the other yeah. side. Yeah, well, I think that's your X factor. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen what happens when Watt isn't healthy. That defense falls apart. Yeah. So if Watt's healthy, that's a massive X yep. factor. And then that takes us out to the AFC West. 
It might be the worst division. I, it, atrociously terrible. I think it's the Chiefs' division to lose. I, I would, with I would Patrick. tend to agree with you. I mean, Oakland can be dangerous with Marshawn now you know, anchoring somewhat of a run game there in right. Oakland. But I think you have a two-team division here between Kansas City and Oakland. Yeah, it, I think it all depends on what Kansas City gets out of Patrick Mahomes. I think that... You know, a lot of people are so sold on Patrick Mahomes, and I keep saying, what have we seen out of Patrick Mahomes yeah. that would make you think that this is going to be a quote-unquote Jared Goff-like yeah. quarterback where in the first year he just blows out of the water? But he does have a lot of wep- weapons. He's got Sammy Watkins now. He's got Kareem Hunt. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got, um, you know, th- I mean, right there. Those are three really good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And if you got three weapons, yeah. And you're in a good though, place. Even though the Bears twos tore up Kansas City's defense. Um That's like saying that you won the J V game. Yeah. Well like nobody cares. I know. But I think that it's still the Chiefs division because the Broncos, they don't is Case Keenum really gonna be their starting quarterback? Maybe. Well he is, but is he what, really a starting quarterback? Right. Um, Kansas or the, the the Chargers could be a surprising team if Phil Rivers, you know, playing in their thirty thousand seat MLS stadium. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. So I I still can't. they'll fill it up. I mean, but they didn't actually, last they year. Did last they didn't let you can't even fill up. Yeah. And, and they so, get their new stadium soon, right? Isn't it like twenty? I think it, I thought 20, it was next year. Do they the year share after, it? Aren't they? Sharing yeah, it? with the Raiders. That would make me so mad. But Is the, Raiders the Raiders. Are, no, no it's the Rams. Rams. It's the Rams. Yeah, the Raiders are possibly moving. Where, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. So then that moves us to the NFC. And I think the NFC, like, the, pretty much each division has a very clear favorite in it. Mm-hmm. At least on paper. Because I feel like the NFC is hold on, the— Hold on, hold on. First, in the AFC West, I'm picking the Chargers. I'm just saying that. You are? Yes. Really? Really. <laughs> I'm picking the chart. I, I, wish we, I wish we had <laughs> Philbrad right now. Like Christian's head. He, what? It's kind of like Chargers? Scooby-Doo. Like, I'm oh? picking the Chargers. Oh, that division's awful. It is really bad. It is so bad. Like, I... Legit I seven think. and nine could win that division. Yeah, they could yeah. be it's like, like the, the... NFC West from a couple years yeah, ago. NFC, no, NFC South. Oh, it was when the Panthers made it with like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were like six and ten or something. I don't even yeah. remember. But I think the NFC is the American League of NFL. Yeah. So I, I feel like the NFC is just like you look at each division is like stacked. So you think all right, so each division might be stacked, but I still feel like there's one team in each division that on now again, all of this is on paper. Yeah. So it you, is better than the. So if you had to say on paper, which teams do you think are the favorite in each division? Philly, yes. Minnesota, yes. The South is the one where I'm like, yeah, because like New Orleans, I, I think they have one of the best home field advantages in football. Yeah. But Atlanta is is they that's have, the only one that I'm like Julio and Calvin Ridley from Alabama. That is going to be a nasty the, receiver. Which is why I I hedge a little towards Atlanta. That's the only division where I'm like even close. And then I think the NFC West is the, the Rams. Rams' division to lose because the other three teams are here's, here's my trash. Bold prediction. 
the Seattle Seahawks are going to finish last in the NFC West. Wouldn't that I be could, great? I could definitely. I definitely. I, I can that. get on. They lost with that. all of their defensive weapons. Russell Wilson literally runs for his life for sixty minutes every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Their they don't. They don't have the offense. Yeah, they used to have. I mean, they used to be one of the best teams in, yep. in football. And like, now it just. But now they. Yeah. The which, Legion of Boom, which proves the Legion of Adderall, what they've <laughs> fallen apart. Which is what the makes what the Patriots have done so that impressive. much more impressive because yeah. it's not the same dudes. And the and the NFL, it is. I think it is so much hard. It might be. I think it is the hardest sport to have a extremely good team over since a sustained period. For sure. Of time. Yeah. Like in baseball, because baseball, you can play baseball till you're. I mean, look at Bartolo Colon. He's right, forty-five. He's, he's, like, he's almost a hundred. Like, yeah. I mean, and he's still playing. But they said there was like one person separation between him and Babe Ruth. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> but and in I think football. It's just like what Tom Brady has done, and the age that he's at, and he's still playing like he's twenty-five. Which like, why it aggravates me. And I'm a Packer fanatic. Like people try to say that, like, well, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are on the same level. I uh, no. now do I think that Aaron Rodgers has had much more around him, or that Tom Brady has had much more around him than Aaron Rodgers oh, has? Yeah. Without a question. But like Tom Brady's won what five Super Bowls, and he's lost like just as many. Like he's played in almost every Super Bowl or every other Super Bowl since I started watching football. Yeah, it seems I mean, like they're definitely they the. the the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady Patriots are definitely comparable to the Bill Walsh, Joe Montana 49ers. I mean, they're like 2001. They're 2001 was that first, or 2002. The 2002 Super Bowl was the first Patriots Super Bowl. I was four. That's 16 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's 16 years. I was 11. That's a long when time we ago. really start paying attention to sports, really. Right. Like, there are kids who don't know an NFL without Tom Brady. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and there's only, you know, there's only a few athletes who you can say that about, and it actually defines who they are. Yeah. But, I, you know, so... Let's start in the East. I'm taking Philly Philly. Yeah, Philly Philly, for sure. I think that the Cowboys are going to be... A tr- I think it's Zeke and Dak, and that's it. Yeah. Because they've gotten old. I mean, yeah. they, they're old. Their defense, especially. Yeah. yeah. So definitely, yeah, Philly there. Now, our division, Christian, me and you. And I mean, like, I think it's a three team. The Bears division. are going to win the. the <laughs> I think it's a three team battle. And the only reason I give the upper edge to Minnesota, because I think the Packers have a better offense than Minnesota. I think that you combine. Aaron Rodgers with the weapons that they've put around him this year, I think it's one of the best offenses in but, football. And, and this, but the problem is the other side of the ball. Yeah, well, that's and I said that's the biggest downfall for Green Bay. Thank God is that their defense <laughs> is atrocious. It's terrible. And, and the thing is, is they they really haven't put a big effort into making their defense any better. Like they don't. The Packers are not the team. To make off-season acquisitions of like trading and signing from other teams, they do it through the draft, and that's about it. I mean, now there's word about Green Bay going after Khalil Mack. I know there's a lot of teams going after Khalil Mack. He's still holding out in Oakland, but you know, Green Bay's defense is old. 
you know, Clay Matthews is no longer Clay Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, is I don't think BJ Raji's even on the Packers anymore, is he? No. Okay, thank God. Well, and if you look, already rookie rookie uh, linebacker Warren Brooks out week one. Well, he tore his ACL, didn't he? Yes. So he's done. So he's done. So yes, he is. He's well, he, no, he didn't tear. The MRI came back negative on a tear. Oh, but he's he's done at least for the foreseeable future. Okay. I'm picking. I'm just gonna tell you this. I I like the Vikings this year. I think they're gonna be the toughest team in the North. But I'm I'm actually more interested in watching the Vikings to see what Kirk Cousins is gonna do and no. if he's wh- what is he gonna be like in Minnesota. You know, it, it's not like Minnesota's rolling over another the same quarterback they had last year that took. I mean, you think about it. Case Keenum took this team to the NFC Championship game. Case Keenum, the mm-hmm. guy that we're yeah. talking about in Denver, who's man. You know, so the Vikings have a lot of good pieces. And I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but I think it'll be interesting. But I, I just, I'm telling you, I know, and I, this is probably the same reaction that I gave you when I you started talking about Kentucky football. The Bears are going to be good. the The Bears' offense is going to. I'm telling you right now, I truly believe that the Bears' offense is going to be one of the most dangerous offenses in the NFC. Here's what I'll say about the NFC North. We'll know a lot by week two, by the end of week two. Because week one, you got Bears-Packers. Week two, you got Packers-Vikings. If one of those three teams is sitting there at 2-0 and after week two, all of a sudden, they got a huge leg up in that division. Well, that's the thing. The Bears play on the road Sunday night in Green Bay week one and play at home Monday night against Seattle week two, which is a very winnable game because it's oh, yeah. not that, in that, Seattle. You have to win that if you're the Bears. Well, here's the thing. I said this the other day at my fantasy draft. If the Bears can come out the first two weeks, because Green Bay, this is the first time the Bears will play Green Bay in warm weather in a long time. Yeah. like They, they play always th- play like in like October, October or November. Like, right. Yeah. This is the first game of the season. You don't really know. Like, the Packers sat their starters. The Bears sat their starters in the preseason. The next time we see the Bears and the Packers starters is week one on Sunday Night Football. A lot of weird stuff can happen, and that's why I think that the Bears, they have a very good chance to win in Green Bay on, on Sunday Night Football. Now, I, okay. 2015... They played in Chicago week one. I know I was at that game. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I do. I. Here's my thing. The Bears can go one and one in those first two, and they're, they can be okay. Oh, there's no doubt. If they lose week one in Lambeau, and they turn around and they beat Seattle, they're okay. But if they lose both. But if, if they lose both. That panic button's got to be hit because it's not like you don't have room for error in this division. Well, not well, not only that, but if you let's look at the Bears' first one, two, three, four, five games at Green Bay, at home against Seattle, on the road against Arizona, at home against a Buccaneers team without Jameis Winston. 
and on the road against the Dolphins. They Those are five, five winnable games. You got to be four and one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt because then you turn around and play at home against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah, I've looked at tickets for that. I would love. Oh to. my goodness! I would oh. love to go. I would love to go. But but really, I mean the NFC North <laughs> kind of got it nice this year. Yeah. You know, and I think you look at that, and it's a three-team race. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. As well, I'm taking Minnesota. Yeah. And, and Josh I'm is just, strictly taking Minnesota because he hopes he's wrong. No, I and really he hopes the Packers. I <laughs> really do not think. Like again, it comes down to the fact that you got to play both sides of the ball. Because if you tell me the Packers have a drive to win the division, Aaron Rodgers has the ball in his hands. It's over. Okay, the Packers are going to win the division. That's great. But the problem is how it's going to probably turn out. I was just, I mean, is, just have a hail mary. Aaron right. Rodgers, I mean, he's right. But the Packers' defense are going to have to come up with a stop. <laughs> right. And that's, I haven't been confident in that since um, they never. The Bears. Yeah. Every right. Year. So yeah. the Rex Grossman era yeah. or the Jay Cutler era Bears. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I think it, it – could the Packers compete for a wild card? Yes. The Lions are really like – nobody's talking about the Lions. Because, because they're the Lions. Like they haven't done – I know, but they're Anything. still good, though. They're good because, I mean, Stafford. Stafford's going to throw a lot Golden of picks, He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. Jones. Well, when you throw the ball 80 yeah, times a game, say, seemingly. I mean, he's he's going to get he's that's gonna have a couple t- games. With, that's why I took Golden Tate on my fantasy team because yeah. they chuck it and hope. Yeah. Stafford's going to have a couple games where he throws for 400 yards. I yeah. mean, it's just how – it's just yeah. so, so four picks. Moving to the south, I'm taking Atlanta. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta too. I am going to take the Carolina Panthers. I think Cam Newton's gonna have a really good year. I think Christian McCaffrey. Is he gonna walk out of a press conference? <laughs> um, he better not. So I got him on my fantasy. Now. <laughs> and call him up, Cam. Your bench. Yeah, come on. Um, but I just I think that if Luke Keekley is healthy, mm-hmm. then that makes that Panthers defense all that much better. Um, but the Fal- the Falcons are good. The Saints are good, but I'm just picking the Panthers because I feel like if they're if I'm right, everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, <laughs> wow!" Christian. Like I want to I want to pick the Falcons, but I'm like, I think the Panthers could have a decent year, so I'm picking the Panthers. And then the West. I mean, this is the most boring boring division in football. Yep, the 49ers are gonna win. <laughs> Dude, I want the Niners to win it so. Now, bad. I will say this, nothing but like a Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Thing, baby. Yeah, like I oh. mean, Garoppolo could be. I think they'll be about an eight and eight team. The Niners have been were awful in the, the Niners lost to the Colts the other night. Like, how do you lose to the Colts? Well, the Colts score more points the, than you. I just the, Which, I don't know how the Colts score more points than you. Because it was um, what's their backup's name from? Uh, is the dude from the deli down the street? No, it was uh, the guy J- from New, the, New uh, England. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Yeah, brisket. I don't know. I don't know. Jacoby Brisket. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Um, you turned into John Madden over yeah. there. <laughs> like, Boom! We're no factor today. <laughs> so, Rams. I'm taking the Niners. I'm just gonna take the Niners. All right. I'm just gonna take them. If you had to make a Super Bowl pick, one team to win the Super Bowl right now. Bears, Steelers, Steelers <laughs> win the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I'm picking. I think a really fun Super Bowl this year would be uh, Steelers. And Saints. I know I picked the Panthers. 
I would love for Drew Brees in the Saints with Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be a huge fantasy running back this year. I wish I would I had the opportunity to t- take him, but I didn't. I had to take um, Gurley. But I, I think that Saints and Steelers would be super fun. But what do I think it's going to be? I think it would be awesome if it were Patriots and Rams. That would be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be. You know what's weird? What? That is my Super Bowl. Patriots-Rams? Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I think it would really be a lot of fun. I think it's either Patriots Rams or Patriots Vikings. How cool would it be a rematch though if like Wentz comes back healthy and just tears it up for the Eagles and Alshon gets healthy and Nelson Aguilar gets healthy? It could be another Eagles. The Eagles defense is gonna be so good this year, so good. So it'll be interesting. So so what's your pick? I'm gonna. I I would say the coolest Super Bowl would be. I want who is playing. Not what's cool. Uh, not what you think would be awesome. I'm I want to know right now. Well, I said in I said originally that I think the Steelers are going to come out of the AFC North. So I'm picking. I'm going to go Steelers. Steelers Rams. Is that was that what yours was? No, Patriots. Oh, Patriots, yours was Patriots Rams. Rams. Mine is uh, Steelers. And Eagles. All right. And Steelers win it. So we'll wrap it up there. We've gone way too much. We'll be back hopefully next week with a wrap-up of week one of college football and do a little bit more pro football. Catch you guys next week.